I was home one night and a song came on and it was, I stopped everything just to listen to this song because it was perfect. It was perfectly crafted to exactly what I love about music. And I almost never did this. Now you can just, you know, you have apps that'll tell you what the song is. But at the time, you know, this was 1993. I called the radio station and I asked, what song is this? Oh, my God. And it was Memphis in the Meantime by John Hyatt. Welcome to John Hyatt, where we get off the Bruce Springsteen train and we get in the back of a pickup truck and head to Hyatt Town. We will be talking all about John Hyatt, the singer-songwriter from Indiana, who is better known as a songwriter than he is a performer. But we're about to change your mind, and hopefully, if you're a longtime fan of John's music or a newbie, Hello, everyone, and welcome to an episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fan. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, but this is one of our several John Hyatt episodes. Uh, August is the singer-songwriter's birthday month, and I've reached out to many of my best friends and frequent uh, co-hosts, and we are doing a series of John Hyatt episodes, and I am so excited that one of my favorite people, Betsy Hodges, is here today to talk John Hyatt. How are you doing, Betsy? I'm doing great, Jesse. How are you? I am great. I have, uh, I, I, I put on um, the album we are discussing on repeat at my desk today and just had it listening over and over again and just made the day just smile. I, I just was, I was thrilled. I was just in such, I was in such a happy place. But just in case someone has not heard you because you've been on the podcast multiple times, but just in case, tell a little bit about yourself. Uh, My name is Betsy Hodges. I live in Washington, D.C., but I've spent most of my life in Minnesota, particularly Minneapolis, where I was the mayor from 2014 to 2018 after serving two terms on the Minneapolis City Council. And currently, I am a consultant working with cities and mayors and organizations that work with cities and mayors across the country, uh, supporting policy work and organizational change work. And most important, I am a huge Bruce Springsteen fan, which is how you and I met, Jesse. Yes. And for tonight's purposes, I am a huge John Hyatt fan. Yeah, uh, we were when we were talking our Bruce, we kind of I, I mentioned about were you able to give Bruce the key to the city? And you mentioned no, but more importantly, you know, because he usually would go to your sister city, your brother sister, brother city. But she said, I did get to talk to John Hyatt. And I went, what? So um, tell us a little back here, your background with John. Uh, in 1993, I was four years sober. I was 23 years old, give or take. 
I had been sober since I was 19. I had had a few life-changing events and decisions that led me to graduate school to study sociology, particularly around race and class, uh, which is still the work that I do to this day in different forms. And there is a radio station, WMMR, at the time was adult alternative contemporary music, and it was a revelation to me. It was just spoke to exactly who I was at that time. And I listened to it constantly. And a shout out to John Urban and Ed Johnson, two friends I made who were DJs. Um, That's not WMMR. That's the station in Philly. Triple M, WMMM in Madison. Okay. Uh, I had lived in Philly for college and that's where the rock station WMMR was. Anyway, so Triple M, I was listening to Triple M. Shout out to John Urban and Ed Johnson, still friends of mine. If they're listening to this podcast, hello guys. And um, I was home one night and a song came on and it was, I stopped everything just to listen to this song because it was perfect. It was perfectly crafted to exactly what I love about music. And I almost never did this. Now you can just, you know, you have apps that'll tell you what the song is. But at the time, you know, this was 1993. I called the radio station and I asked, what song is this? Oh, my God. And it was Memphis in the Meantime by John Hyatt. Wow. And I wrote that down, went to sleep. I woke up again, listening to Triple M in the morning, probably doing homework or something, getting ready to go to to grad school classes or what have you. And it happened again. They played a song that was also perfectly crafted to what I love about music and I loved the lyrics and I loved the message of the song and it was a very different song than the one I had called in about the night before but I called in again I called in I said what is this song and it was the song through your hands by John Hyatt Mm. and it shocked me that it was the same artist, but it was also clear to me, okay, if I've been moved to find out who did a song twice within 12 hours, I had better, I immediately went out and bought both of the albums that those songs appear on, um, Bring the Family and Stolen Moments. And um, uh, I've been a fan ever since. He started, he came to town a lot when I lived in Madison. I went to, gosh, probably a half dozen shows of his over the course of the next years at the Barrymore Theater, mostly in Madison, Wisconsin. I've seen him in Minnesota. I was living in Minnesota when his Crossing Muddy Waters album came out and he did an album signing. And I went to the bookstore, I think it was a Borders, you know, and I went to, and I, and I stood in line and I didn't think to bring a camera. I'm not a visual person, but the person in, behind me in line says, you need a picture with John Hyatt and God bless this person. They took the picture and they sent it to me, which I still have. And I got to thank John for his music. And I was popping out of my skin. I still have this photo. It's in a, it's in a, 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 photo album I have. I still have this photo. I am just popping out of my skin with disbelief that I get to meet John Hyatt and say hello and say thank you for that matter. And then he came to 
the Minnesota State Fair. And I went, of course, and then I lurked outside around where the trailers were. And he came out and he talked to me. And I told him that I was a person in recovery. And he's been very open about his sobriety. I am not telling tales out of school here. And we talked about what it was like to be sober in the world. And it was just a Mm, just even thinking about it now, I get choked up. Um, and, you know, he's just, he's kept putting out new music. He's like Bruce in this way. He's kept putting out new music and he's kept putting out great music over the years. If you have not listened to some of his recent music, do yourself a favor. Some of his recent albums are, you know, just on repeat for me. Um So then fast forward a few years, I'm mayor of Minneapolis, still sober, believe it or not, through all of that. And um, he comes to perform for the annual fundraiser of a a nonprofit uh, rehab in the Twin Cities area called The Retreat, run by my friend, John Curtis. And the retreat is fabulous. And for folks uh, who are looking for a less expensive kind of rehab situation, the retreat is great. It's 12 step based. It's really based on meetings and community and it's more, and it make that makes it a little more affordable for a lot of people. Anyway, he, uh, he was the musical act, but um, one of my heroes was getting the award that night. There's a Congressman who has since passed named Jim Ramstad. Um, who had been my congressman growing up. He'd been uh, my brother's youth and government advisor. Mm-hmm. And Jim was one of my heroes. And one of the reasons that I knew I could run for office as a sober person was because Jim was in office as a sober person. He got sober when he was a state legislator and then went on to go to Congress. Uh, we aren't of the same party and he is one of my heroes. And I, 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 always had a photo of him up in my office of the two of us together when I was mayor, where I could see it just to remember sobriety and to remember that it was important and possible to be a sober person and govern at the same time and and maintain integrity. And that night I made the joke, uh, Jim, you know that I mean this because it is a great picture of you and a terrible picture of me, <laughs> which it was, it was a terrible picture of me. So we got another photo that night. And of course I put that in the frame instead, but I got to give plaudits to my hero, Jim Ramstead, but I also got to talk to John Hyatt, like at length, just because, mm-hmm. you know, I was part of the program. He was part of the program. And then I also met um, the person who was, I don't, not his manager, but like the, his consigliere, the person who took care of stuff for him Okay. at the time, he he no longer plays that role, but um, I got his card. So when I found out John was coming to town again, I emailed Scott and I said, can I do a proclamation for John Hyatt? And he said, let me ask John. And it was complicated because it was one of the shows where he was with Lyle Lovett. Mm -hmm. And what I wanted to thank John for was being the soundtrack of my sobriety for 30 years. Right. And I love Lyle. I've seen Lyle in concert uh, more than once. Um, But, you know, this was for John. And they had had Lyle was like, great, go for it. And John was like, 
okay, yes, he's a, he's not, um, he, he, for all that he's a performer, he is a rather, uh, I don't know if he's shy, okay. but he, he is, he's not one who's like, yes, please praise me in public. Mm-hmm. And so it was one of four proclamations I wrote entirely myself when I was mayor was the one I did for John Hyatt. And I sent it to him and his folks and they had me revise it a few times. And I just had to take out anything that had to do with what a great musician he is and how many awards he's won. Okay. And it was all about all the stuff that he does for sobriety. I mean, he does charity concerts for rehab for teenagers in Tennessee where he lives. And I got sober as a teenager. I mean, this is John Hyatt is just amazing. So I did the proclamation. I went out on stage. I'm still the mayor. Um, at the time, this was 2017, April of 2017. And the first thing I did was thank him for withstanding my praise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because it just, you know, he, he was willing, really you know, it was clear it wasn't his happy spot was being publicly praised and he let me do it anyway. So I got to give him that and we, you know, we got to spend some time, um, backstage with him uh we have you know I have a I have an autograph poster on our wall downstairs and um his music the reason I wanted to do all that uh was because his music is so beautiful and real in general uh, Mm. as well as some just what did the kids used to call it? As well as some bangers, you know, yeah. he's just got some, I mean, he can rock out, which I love. And it's bluesy rock, which I love. Um, I mean, Memphis in the meantime was the first song I heard and I loved it. Sure. Uh, but he, but you know, he sings about his life, which means he's singing about what it is to be sober. And I, I've tracked that. I've tracked that with him over the years. So that's a very long answer to a very short question about John Hyatt and me, but that's why I'm always so excited to talk about him. Clearly you can love his music without being a sober person because his music is universal. One person's experience and Bruce is this way as well. One person's experience uh, if told authentically enough uh, touches millions of people's experience and John is that way as well. It's just that I can see the breadcrumb trails to his sobriety. Sometimes it's a spotlight on his sobriety, but sometimes it's just a little breadcrumb trail. And, and I feel that deep in, in my sober heart. Yeah. Um, one of the songs we're going to talk about is Stolen Moments, right? And it says, these days, the only bar I ever see has got lettuce and tomatoes. Yes. Um, which I, I love. Um, I, thank you so much for sharing that. I, I, I do know how much this has meant to you. Um, when we talked about, um, I've shared in the past my story. Um, when I first started dating Linda, um, she had one of her best friends was Jennifer and Jennifer was dating Rick and Rick adored Slugline. He loved John Hyatt. And uh, I remember um, he came to, John Hyatt came to Dallas a solo tour, just a piano and a guitar right after bring the family. And, um, and we got to meet him for a few minutes and, Mm. um, and Mm. we did not know he was sober. So Rick was like, Oh, can I buy you a drink? You know, like, no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. And uh, he signed a bunch of our albums that we had. And so he is truly 
the person uh, that Linda and I have been fans of the longest. And so a few years ago for my birthday, we drove to Austin and got to see him mm. do a solo show, acoustic show and perform. And so we've seen him with bands. We've seen him, you know, with little buddy when they were incredibly loud, we've seen him solo and he just, he always puts on a good show. He yeah. always puts on a good show. Yeah. Every time. I mean, I've seen him. He's probably the artist I've seen most in concert. And he I've never seen a bad show. He did uh, Zoom shows during the pandemic. Yes. Um, uh, one of them, at least, was with his daughter, Lily, which was yes. just fantastic. Yeah. And funny story. You know, in the chat room, you could talk with people and stuff. Yeah. You know, they put you in a room with a certain number of fans. Mm -hmm. And I talked about my sobriety in the chat. And from that, I got invited and have spoken at two different recovery meetings. Oh, nice. From getting invitations from fellow sober John Hyatt fans. Um, so the album you pick is Stolen Moments. Stolen Moments. Tell me why. Mm. Well, I, I think it could have been a few albums. Uh, it could have been a few albums, but I picked Stolen Moments. It's got... My all-time favorite John Hyatt song on it, it's got, which is one of my all-time favorite songs ever. Um, I mean, it's 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 up there with Thunder Road, Jesse, if okay. that gives you a scope of how yes. much I love this song. Because for those of you who are listening to this episode and have not, are, are John Hyatt fans, um, Betsy shared in her last episode, one of her episodes, that the first question she's going to ask the almighty is just how many times have I heard Thunder Road? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, and how, how much of the time spent listening to Thunder Road was I crying? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which will be a fair song about uh, my favorite song on okay. this album as well. Okay. That is a fair question about that song as well. I mean, I was listening, you know, I, I too was listening to Stolen Moments today to, you know, in preparation for yeah. this. It was not a hardship. And this song came on and of course I was crying yeah. um, as I often do when I listen to it. So I chose Stolen Moments for that um, because I don't think there's a bad song on it. I think they're all good songs. And because... It's the most, it's the album for me that is most obviously not just about the fact that he's an alcoholic, but about the fact that he's in recovery. And you don't have to know that or think that to love the album. Like you don't have to listen to the album with that ear, but I did. Cause I remember I found him through the radio. I just started listening to these songs and I was like, is this guy sober? I mean, there wasn't really the internet at the time. It was just yeah. beginning. I was like, because I really identify with this and I, I think this guy is sober, which of course he is. Yeah. So that's why Stolen Moments. I think it's a 10 out. Of, oh, I don't want to. No, no, wanna, that's okay. Yeah. I mean, spoiler alert. Yeah, it's, yeah, I don't think yeah. there's a bad song on it. Yeah, I um it if when people ask me what is your favorite John Hyatt album, I will say Stolen Moments. I absolutely love um, you know, Bring the Family, uh Riding with the King. Uh, you know, there there's plenty of other um, you know, when I feel like being nostalgia, we'll put in Slugline, but by far 
stolen moments and my stolen moment uh, moment was I remember I had brought the CD to work and I had to work on reviews, you know, performance appraisals. And so being the kind of guy I am, I wait till the end of the day, you know, the end of it, the, like they're due in just a couple of days. So, you know, I tell Linda and Chris, I'm not coming home till I write my reviews. And so I'm in my office and I have stolen moments and I put it on the CD, you know, player on my PC and I'm just playing it just on repeat. Mm -hmm. And for like three, four hours, I just listened to that over and over again. And, uh, and it was, it, it makes me smile. I also feel that Bruce talks about how the river was often his kind of first album where he was trying to work on adult themes Mm. about, you know, marriage and, and what to do. And then I certainly think tunnel of love is an album that is hard to appreciate till you've had your heart broken out for a few times or (laughs) you've been in a relationship for a while Uh to me. And, and obviously just like your dad did is, is a iconic song about parenthood, but stolen moments to me is the struggle of family. And how do Mm. you deal with your, your parents and the the blessings and baggage they gave you and how you deal with your children and what gifts and blessings and baggage you're giving them and so that's one of the reasons why I love this album so much because and and I will now want to listen to it again from the perspective of dealing with sobriety Um, But for me, it speaks about the adulthood and and building a family. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, This was, this uh, was released June, 1990. It was at the time he was with A&M. This is his 10th album. Uh, It peaked at 61, which at the time was the highest peak he ever, uh, the highest uh, best-selling album he had had. Um, Giant Hyatt is, if you have not heard his music, we could probably sit here and name you songs that you'd go, oh, he wrote that? Oh, he wrote that because he is definitely known more as a songwriter than he is an entertainer. Uh, though for those he has a very passionate uh, fan base Um, I was lucky enough to have Michael Elliott on a few months ago uh, who wrote the biography on John and it was such a good discussion and what I found interesting is John talks about in interviews that alcohol in a lot of ways saved his life till it didn't save his life yes and i thought that was a very interesting thought right that because often during the discussion of the road to sobriety you know it's that demon that that the horribleness of but john talked about that drugs and alcohol got him to be from being an overweight kid to a skinny kid and it was good for him till it wasn't good for him and he had to move on any thoughts on that that's true i think for all of us 
um, alcohol, for many of us, I can't speak for every alcoholic, sure. but um, alcohol did something for me that I could not do for myself. And then when I got into recovery, I needed something else to do that something for me, many yeah. things for me that I could not do for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, for a lot of people, it solved problems. For some people, it solves, I didn't know how to talk to people and all of a sudden I could. For mm-hmm. some people, it's everything was, you know, this was kind of my, my thing. Like everything is so hard that I need to just be gone for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and alcohol really gave me that on top of, you know, my first addiction was sugar and then it all went from there. But, um, but I didn't quit drinking cause I hated it. Mm-hmm. I just quit drinking cause I loved it more than my self-respect, you know? Yeah. And I, and I think, part of the reason I loved it is because it did things for me. I didn't know how to do for myself. Yeah. I, I don't know if you've had a chance uh, to listen to my discussion with Sarah Heppla. Um, mm-hmm. She wrote a memoir blackout, remembering the things I drank to forget. Oh. Mm-hmm. And uh, a very wonderful memoir about um, her alcohol experience and drinking and uh, very, it's a beautiful book, and we had a great discussion. Um, and uh, and she talked a lot about that that she liked drinking, and drinking, yes, you know, was it was something you know she didn't worry about it till she had to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's very very interesting so i I don't know if you've read the book but if you i think you'd enjoy it very much sarah writes very well yeah Yeah. she's 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 very it's a very there's i'm gonna get the line wrong and she corrected me when we discussed it but um early in the book she says she blacked out and you know her friend said oh do you think someone gave you a roofie and she says, yeah, someone slipped me 10 vodka martinis while I wasn't watching. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. 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 Yeah. That's about right. Yep. Yes. Yep. 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 All right. So how do we want to do this? Do we want to go out song through song? Do we want to just talk in general terms? You tell me. I don't know, man. It's your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I will tell you that currently and my wife Linda was surprised um real fine love is the song that is my wake-up song on my phone oh that's Uh, very sweet yeah I I you know Linda's like why isn't it a Bruce song I don't know but I just love that chords Mm -hmm. you know and Mm -hmm. I love you know I never went to college babe I never had the luck drove out of Indiana in the back of a pickup truck truck. and Betsy I will tell you I cannot resist if someone tells me they're from Indiana. Oh, yeah. I, I without even you know it, the same way. If someone's from Britain, I ask them, "Do you like Doctor Who?" If they're from Jersey, I do. You like Bruce? They say from Indiana. Did you drive out in the back of a pickup truck? And they look at me very strange. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's funny because that's sort of a Thunder Roady kind of moment. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he, all was, right. he was he was pulling out of there to win. Let's yes, he was. Yeah. 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 Um. So um. So yeah, let's let's talk about favorite album, favorite songs. You mentioned. Do you want to lead to your favorite, or do you want to start there and go back? Oh, because we can you've already start mentioned there. there's 12 songs in the album. It, yes. It's about 55 minutes, and I agree with you. I love all of them. I yes. have maybe one. Rock Bach Billy is my least favorite song on the album, but I love it too. Um, I, I love the song. Thematically, it's a little out of line with what the rest of the album seems to be about. Maybe is right? that's maybe that's why for I don't me, enjoy it as much. Yeah. For me, uh, so that's why it isn't like my favorite song on the album, but it is to me the song on the album it's like the salt, it's the seasoning that gives yes. the rest of the album the flavor because you right. remember, oh, right, he's like a rock and roll dude. He's yes. like a blues rock guy. Yeah. And he can rock all the time. Let's not forget that. That's just as important to John Hyatt as anything else he's sung about on this album. So, you know, I'm grateful that Rockback Billy is there. Yeah. Yeah. So my, I would talk about my favorites. I have a okay. 1A and a 1B. Okay. So my 1B favorite song is Child of the Wild Blue Yonder. Great song. Because remember, when I first got this album, I was still relatively new in recovery, about four years. Uh, I had just come out of this very intense phase of my life of doing a deep dive on healing, some really old stuff that I needed to work through before I was going to be able to do anything in life. I found myself at graduate school. I had a plan for what I was going to do moving forward. And I hear this song, Child of the Wild Blue Yonder, which is so upbeat. And it's just about this woman. You know, if you see her falling, that's just a little trick she does. She makes a dive for the pain that's calling then heads for the clouds like a little dove. I was like, that's me. That I am, yes, I have to deal with the pain. And yes, I am also going to keep heading skyward. Now, the long, the you know, there... I have different takes on that song at different points in my life. It's mm-hmm. meant different things. And I can see that it's also a little bit about somebody who has trouble landing anywhere. Yeah. Um, which is not how I interpreted the song when I first heard it. So I love Child of the Wild Blue Yonder. Yeah. I, um, so I that's my, that's my one B. My one A song is Through Your Hands. Yes. That is one of my favorite songs of all time. Um. I have a fantasy that someday I will sing that song with John Hyatt. Okay. Uh, I don't know how that would happen, but I have a fantasy that someday I will sing it with him Uh, or an intention, I guess, that someday I will sing it with him. And um, it's just such a beautiful song. And it just speaks again, when I first heard that song, I was at the, I was in my twenties. I was on the beginning of a new path in my life. Uh, I had walked through some fires and was coming out the other side. And, um, you know, this idea, and, and I had a higher power. I mean, this, this song is, is, to me, speaks to John's relationship with his higher power, right? Yes. And, and the, the relationship with a higher power that lots of us in sobriety have. And this idea that, that this work, see, I get choked up just talking about it, that there was, so, and I knew I had not done it yet, but that there was something that was meant to come through my hands. 
And I had already made the decision that um, my life's work was to work with white people on issues of race. I knew that at some level and that that meant something to me and that I was just at the beginning of it. And mm-hmm. I listened to it 30 years later now, almost. And uh, I, what I can tell is that there is still, it's always fresh to me that there is work to come through my hands. And it is also clear to me that some of what I was meant to do, I've done. And that was really clear to me at certain moments when I was mayor, that the reason I was there was to handle what I was going through at that moment, no matter how hard it was, and that it was coming through my hands right now. I remember playing that song during a particularly tumultuous time and and thinking to myself, oh, this moment, this crucible that I'm in right now, that I know I'm the only one of the people who were available at the time, I was the one best suited to handle it, uh, the best one available for it. Um, that's what this song was foretelling for me in my 20s, was, was those moments. And being a few years, you know, six, seven, eight years past those moments, uh, I still know that there's more to come, that there's more to come through my hands, but there's this increasing awareness that that will, if I'm lucky, uh, that that will always be true. Sorry, I just got choked up again. No, I, you know. As, as long as I don't drink. Yes. You know, the, the, the song has the lyrics, so whatever your ha- hands find to do, you must do with all your heart. There are thoughts enough to blow men's minds and, and tear, tear great, great words, worlds apart, which mm-hmm. is almost like Springsteen-ish promised mm-hmm. land. There's mm-hmm. a healing touch to find you on that broad, broad highway somewhere to lift you high as music flying through your angel's hair. Don't ask what you are not doing. Because your voice cannot command. In time, we will move mountains. And it will come will through come your hands. Your hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another favorite line of mine is, you wouldn't know a burning bush if it blew up in your face. Yeah. That makes me laugh a lot. You yes. Know? Like, because there have been moments where I've been like, oh, I guess, okay, it's blowing up in my face. This is my burning bush. This is what I'm supposed to do. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and the idea, right, that there are no there are no magic solutions, there are no magic spells. Um, there are the only thing we the only way we make ourselves better, we make our family better, we make our lives better and our community better is through our hands, mm-hmm. through effort, through mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. Be that whether it's voting, whether it is, um, you know, telling your story, whether it's whatever, you know, it is. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, not to get political though, you know, um, the daily show, he was talking about that America can do anything till we talk about stopping gun violence. Like, Oh, that's impossible. Right. Right, 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 right. Like, right. wait a minute. The, the American dream apparently has a limit on it. Yes. Right? And, and the American can do spirit is unlimited except for right here. Yeah. And and the idea of um 
one of my favorite lines, uh, and I do. I wish I knew what Simpsons writer wrote it, but uh, we tried nothing and we're all out of options. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and yep. and you know uh, the idea of through your hands, through mm. you know, is very much a is such a realistic that you know one step in front of the other doing things and just sitting there uh, so i absolutely believe uh, you know uh, in fact i looked on the the web page today to find out you know who's the who's the female voice that's in there but it wasn't anyone whose who's voice i recognized mm-hmm. uh yeah um so go ahead yeah. The, the other thing I'll say um, about through your hands is that for, for people in recovery, for, yeah. you know, not everybody, but for lots of people in recovery, it's also this idea that um, like my higher power works through me mm-hmm. and works through people. Right. And not anything, anything that I meant to do, anything that spirit intends for me does have to come through my hands. Does, as you were talking about, has to come through that effort, has to come through what I do. Um, But, you know, I just love her voice in that song. It's sort of, to me, it's a little bit the voice of that higher power saying, yes, uh, here I am with you and it will come through your hands this thing that you're meant to do, um, you're going to have to trust me. I'm with you. And, and together we will make it happen. But you can't do it without me and I can't do it without you. Yeah, I, I think so. Definitely the feeling of this. I love your higher power and angel, a, you know, a, a, almost the spirit of, you know, the, the universe saying, you know, we can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. I agree. It's such a powerful song. Um, so, I love the rest of the dream. Um, Mm -hmm. I, it is, um, I just love the whole idea about this, this parenthood, you Mm -hmm. know, the the lyrics, when you couldn't find the light at the top of the stairs, when you cried in the night, well, you knew they were there with the light Mm -hmm. of the day was bright as it seemed. And you knew in your heart, you were living the rest of the dream. The dream. Mm-hmm. And, and I love the idea of that he's singing to his children. And I think you could make that even further to, you know, people you, that depend on you no matter what, whether they're your family or not. But the idea, you know, it's dark and you mm-hmm. can't find the light switch, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you're going to have to. And, and when you're crying in the middle of the night, you know, you know, they're going to be there. That sense of security is truly, I, I it, it is a wonderful song yes. about, you know, the old man will come through son or daughter just for you mm-hmm. and your mama's arms are going to keep you warm. Like no other arms can do. It yes. is such a lovely song about this, this parenthood. And that's why I say in a lot of ways, this album to me is also him dealing with building a family and what they're going to do. And it's also so poignant because when you contrast it with Seven Little Indians, yes. um, you contrast it with 30 Years of Tears, you contrast it with listening to old boys, you know, yeah. you, I mean, it just, 
in that context, the song Rest of the Dream is so aspirational to, to be the father that he didn't have. Yes. And to, and to do so much better by his kids than his mm-hmm. dad could figure out to do by him. That's yeah. what it says to me. I haven't talked to him about it. I'm just saying, <clears throat> that's what I hear when I hear this album. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, back of my mind, right? He talks about mm. my daddy. He stood at the foot of the stairs calling me at the, he was calling mm-hmm. to me at the time. And I knew even then I could die for the thoughts that I kept in the back of my mind. So he's angry at his father and he knows he can't express that, you know, and then. And you've got the, you've got the top of the stairs and the top of the stairs too. Right. Like what his dad's doing at the top of the stairs and what he's doing at the top of the stairs, very different things. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and you, you talked about, he says, so I took me a job. I took me a wife. I took me a bottle of wine and didn't take long till all I had left was the junk in the back of my mind. Back of my mind. Yes. And, and that, I imagine anyway, is about some about his first marriage. Yeah. Um, And that's about, well, here's what, here's what being an alcoholic got me. Yes. But that if I don't, but those things at the back of my mind, I lost everything until all, until I could tell that's all that was left was those things at the back of my mind that I, and then 30, yeah. you know, 30 years of tears, I had to deal with every single one of them before, you know, I had to deal yeah. with every single one of them. If I really was going to live the rest of the dream, you know? Yeah. Do other, other songs that speak to you that, that you love, I guess bring um, back your love to me is, is a song that actually actually, um, um, was it Earl Thomas Conley recorded and it actually had a little success on the Billboard Hot Country? Um, yes, which is often the way John Hyatt does his, his oh, yeah, his songs are sewed. Yeah, he's got a lot of good country songs. Drive South, yeah, uh, was, a, was a very popular hit. Um, yeah. I remember when it, I think Susie Boggess did it when it came out on yes. the radio. I was like, I know that's what. What, what, how did that happen? Well, and, you know, one of the things I loved is the, um, you know, you talked about Memphis in your me- in the meantime, um, one of the lyrics, if you guys have never heard it, is, um, you know, it's basically the idea that he's in Nashville, he's listening country music, and he needs to go to Memphis. He needs soul. He needs rock and roll. And, uh, and which is funny when you think about it, Nashville. Tennessee is such a mm. magical state mm-hmm. of different types of music. And he says, I don't think Ronnie Millsap is ever, ever going to record, record this, song. this song. And then Ronnie Millsap recorded it, which I thought <laughs> I loved. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So great. I mean, he sings a different name every time. Yes, I think he does. The last time I saw him sing it, he sang Blake Shelton. Yes. Um. Yeah, I mean, others, you know, the um, the song Stolen Moments itself, yes. I think we were talking about it earlier, it's just such a poignant song. Yeah. Be, you know, and from a recovery perspective, it's that person realizing um, the world had no uh, flavor 
no smell, no sight, no uh, uh, no sounds. Every everything was muffled. Everything was just put on hold while I was drinking. I couldn't be present in the world, and now I can be. And every moment seems like a stolen moment. That that's what that's what I get from that song. Is just. Ooh, it used to be pretty bad and now it's really good. And I know enough to know that the basics of life are, are to be treasured. And I just, that's, I love that song. And, and I love the line. Well, some guy told you that you couldn't dance and you've been carrying that carrying forever. That forever. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, I'm the kind of fella that needs a second chance. Come on, baby. Let's boogaloo together. Together. Mm-hmm. How often have we stayed quiet or didn't do something because we were told, well, you're not good at that. Yep. You know, oh, well, you know, Jesse, you're not a handsome man, you mm-hmm. know, or Jesse, you mm-hmm. know, I don't know if you're that smart. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and, and all of a sudden you, you, you start doubting yourself uh-huh. and, and the idea that, no, come on, let's do this. Let's don't listen to that voice yeah. that someone had said there, there's nothing stopping you from doing, living your dreams and going forward. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, you know, and for me, all of that is predicated on a daily reprieve from drinking yes anything that's good in my life is built on that foundation and there's a lot of good in my life so um but it's not even possible for me to say oh when I was younger um I thought you know that girls had to be a certain way or I mean I still do right internalized sexism persists but you know the things that you're talking about a lot of them are messages I got when I was younger I was um, an overweight kid Um, that does a zap on uh, a junior high girl's uh, brain thinking about herself that that persists for a long time Um, yeah I mean you're just so right all of that is you can contradict all of that in ways that will move your life forward. I can contradict all of that in ways that will move my life forward as long as I don't drink. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do, does music help you stay sober? (laughs) Um, Yes. Yes. Uh, In that for me, it's probably become clear in all the conversations that we've had that my higher power speaks to me through music. Yes. Uh, very frequently. That is where I can tell there's something bigger than I am in the world. Um, but also that every once in a while, I'll just be out and about in the world and the right song will come on and I'll know that I'm being held by something bigger than I am uh, in a moment when I really need it. Um so in that, in that instance, yes, it helps me stay sober because it helps me remember the good in the world. It helps me remember that I'm connected to something bigger than I am, that healing and recovery are possible. Plus it's super fun. Yeah. It's super fun. And um, I believe that 
making sure to balance attention and have fun and notice the good in life while you're tackling the challenges of life is really important in general for everybody, but particularly for people in recovery. I, well said, well said. Um, so obviously, I'm giving this 10 out of 10. So I, I, yes. I don't think you're going to be too far behind that, right? Uh, yes, I give it 10 out of 10 floating fireflies. Ah, I'm getting it 10 out of 10 back of pickup trucks. Yes. So that is wonderful. Um, so just for a few minutes, um, did you splurge and buy European tickets for Bruce? Yes, I did. Yay! What are you I, doing? We have tickets for Ferrara and Rome, Italy. Congratulations. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. I have no idea how we're going to make that happen, but I figured the first step is to have the tickets. Yes, and it was, exactly. Uh, it, you know, given the other uh, uh, bars we'll have to jump over, this was the lowest bar we'd have to jump over was just getting some tickets. So, yeah. we, so I did that. So I did that. I have a year to figure out how we're going to get there and how, where we're going to stay and how we're going to pay for it. all of that. I have some time to figure out, but the tickets were the first and how I'm going to withstand standing up in a, a Roman crowd for eight hours or whatever. But yeah, it's good. Oh, I can't wait. That's going to be exciting. Yes. Very good. Um, any final thoughts about John or this album or um, any advice you want to give to our listeners about John and checking out his music? I would say the only, I don't know, final thoughts I would say about John Hyatt is one, listen to John Hyatt and do yourself a favor and do a sampler platter of his early, mid and later works. Yes. Um, the Eclipse sessions are fantastic. The Terms of My Surrender, Beneath the Scruff Exterior. I mean, just some of these later albums have just gems on them. Uh, and that might be my my thought about John Hyatt. Oh, okay. and um, if if you have listeners who are concerned about their own drinking, um, since we talked a lot about it on here, um, I am happy for people to shoot me an email because um, I may if you know if I'm if I'm your best bet at talking to somebody, I'm happy to do that. Uh, and so people can shoot me an email. Uh, it's um, the best email for that would be Minneapolis Betsy, all spelled out at gmail.com. Very nice. Um, that's, that's a very kind offer. Um, and I do say that, um, you know, there is no weakness in asking for help, mm -hmm. no matter what's going on with your life, that uh, there are people that care about you that want you to be healthy and successful and to be happy. So don't be afraid to ask for help. So, right. Right. And if you don't even want to ask for help and if you just want to talk about your drinking, yeah. Shoot me an email. I've been there. Right. I've been mm -hmm. there. I don't think everyone I talk to is an alcoholic. No. So. Okay, good. All right. And uh, uh, you're on Twitter at at Betsy Hodges. And I am on Instagram at Betsy Hodges one, one, because there's yes. another Betsy Hodges in the world. Okay, very good. Well, I 
certainly appreciate your time, Betsy. You are one of my favorite people. I am hoping desperately that when they announce U.S. tour dates, I'm going to be able to figure out when I'm going to see you and hug you and tell you in person how much I love you. We will see each other further on up the road. We will. 100%, Jesse. I will make sure of it. I appreciate that. Listeners, you, tell us what you think. If you haven't sampled John Hyatt, please check out this uh, album. Uh, Check out some others' music. Reach out to us. Let us know what you think. Um, For now, go get boosted. Go get vaccinated. Go. Let's be kind to each other. Right now, there's a lot of meanness out in the world. And kindness is always a good thing. Thank you, Betsy. Thank you, listeners. We'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Thanks, Jesse. Bye. Doing a podcast at times can be a one-way conversation, and I hate that. So please let me know what you like and don't like about the work I'm doing. You can reach the podcast via email at setlessingbruce at gmail.com. The show is on Twitter, at setlustingbruce, and my personal Twitter is at jessejacksondfw. We have a website, www.setlessingbruce.com. From there, you can find links to other Springsteen podcasts, as well as other music-themed podcasts. We have a page devoted to our own SLB All-Star Band. These are guests who have been on the podcast more than three times. There is a link to our store where you can purchase Set Lessing Bruce shirts, as well as a Mary Question t-shirt. There is a link to our Patreon page where you can sign up to help support the podcast financially. We have different levels and different rewards based on your support. If you don't have any extra cash, and right now who does, you can support the podcast by subscribing via your favorite podcast player and leaving us a review. The more reviews we have, the easier it is for people to find us. And please tell a friend about the podcast, especially if they love Bruce or music, because it will make a difference. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only. That listening Bruce. The theme for Set Lessing Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett. 
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Points.